Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, today we're going to be talking, uh, and I know it's still July, we're going to be talking about all the month of August uh, about autoimmune diseases. And I thought we'd kick it off today because when you're talking about cancer, autoimmune diseases, everything has to do with the immune system. So we're going to do a quick review of what the immune system is and also what autoimmune diseases are. Uh, because it is arising. It's uh, 20% of our population. So, I mean, if you're in a car with five of you, one of you is going to be diagnosed with it. So we have to change uh, our perception of this. Because can you imagine a species where their body just starts to attack itself? What a stupid species. Okay, there's, there's no dogs or cats. Uh, of course, dogs or cats are inbred like crazy. But you'd get a wild animal like an elephant or a giraffe or a zebra, okay, some, some creature that is not inbred, these animals do not have immune systems that attack themselves. It, it's insane. So here's a little bit of history for you. Dr. Benjamin Rush, uh, one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, now he said, get this, quote, Unless we put medical freedom into the Constitution, the time will come when medicine will organize itself into an undercover dictatorship to restrict the art of healing to doctors and deny equal privileges to others will constitute the Bastille of medical science. All such laws are un-American and despotic. End of quote. Wow. Okay, now... Uh, think of that, to restrict the he- art of healing to doctors and deny equal privilege to others. Does that mean that the medical doctors do not have the monopoly on healing? That that there's a number of different healing arts that may be, oh, I don't know, chiropractors, acupuncturists, homeopaths, um, massage therapists, spiritual healers, all of the different healing arts out there. What about the people that are specializing in nutrition and detoxing the body and colon hydrotherapist? See, if they were given an equal playing field, and the theories of this, we know the biomedical model of illness that the doctors are working with is completely dysfunctional. So how about, how about we take um, a lesson from history? And we look at how the body works. So that's the whole point of this um, new era, the new era of respecting your body and its processes. Because currently, I mean, look to the left of you, look to the right of you. One of you is going to get cancer. We're talking 50% cancer rates. 20% are going to have an autoimmune disorder. Uh, 25% or one in every death is from heart disease. You're talking liver disease, dementia, depression, thyroid, diabetic. I mean, this is crazy. This is the sickest population the world's ever seen. So what are autoimmune diseases? Well, let's just look at what people consider them. And you could look at rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, Crohn's disease, multiple sclerosis, um, Meniere's, uh, type 1 diabetes, Parkinson's fibromyalgia, and and the list can go on and on. 
so what's the causes of this? See, when you have an immune system that isn't working correctly, but it's designed to work correctly, doesn't that sound like it's a miscommunication? Because that's ultimately what it is. See, the body is designed to protect you and let you thrive in this environment. The immune system's job is to recognize uh, pathogens. It's actually designed to recognize something that can harm your body. It mounts a defense to it and restores it. Or it recognizes damage to the tissue and then rebuilds that tissue because your body is self-healing and self-regulating. So what can cause an interruption of the immune system's communication? Well, we know for sure endocrine disruptors, and we're going to cover those in the next few weeks, medications, vaccines, that's right. Vaccines do not strengthen the immune system. They actually weaken the immune system and cause uh, an acute inflammatory response. Toxins in the food and toxins in the environment. Now, so the immune system is involved in every system of the body. So when we look at it, in the, the definition of the immune system are um, bodily systems that protect the body from foreign substances, cells, and tissues by producing an immune system response that includes the thymus, spleen, lymph nodes, uh, lymphoid tissue, and the gastrointestinal tract, bone marrow, macrophages, antibodies. I mean, all of these cells are in the body and they respond to tissue damage or um, uh, it, it, it's almost like if the body can recognize a pathogen or something that's going to cause a problem, it's an amount of defense against that. If the body uh, has a tissue damage, the body's going to recognize that and heal it. So what's the body's response to these problems? Well, first, when you actually get exposed to a pathogen, it's going to hit a mucus layer, uh, unless it's piercing through the skin. And so this increased mucus production, it's going to wall off the invader. Now, that's when walling off the invader um, by increasing mucus production allows the cellular and humoral component of your immune system to start. Uh, you're also going to develop a fever. Now, for every one degree increase in temperature, the speed of your immune system doubles. Now, then you look at coughing and sneezing and diarrhea. This is the body eliminating. It's going to be alkalizing, but it's also eliminating any pathogens that it's been destroyed. Then it restores and rebuilds. Now, what are the components of the immune system? Uh, let's look at the skin, which is the first main line of defense. Now, it has lightly acidic and oily secretions. And this literally is antibacterial. Then you got gastric acid. Now, healthy amounts of gastric acid destroys certain pathogens from entering your intestines. You got saliva and tears that also have antibacterial properties on them. Then you have the intestinal bacteria, which is the normal gut bacteria. I mean, it's amazing. It actually really works to protect you. And then mucus which literally catches and immobilizes uh, invading bodies. And, and its composition literally is deadly to microorganisms. So you have a brilliant um, immune system. Okay, now I got a caller, and this has never worked out in the past, but what's the definition of insanity? It's to do the same thing and expect a different outcome. 
So I'm going to try and take this caller. Okay. And so let's see how this works, knowing that I don't have a screener. Hello, caller. Uh, this is Dr. John Bergman. Can I help you? Okay, that didn't work out too well. So let's get back. <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to take callers, okay? That's just because it's it, this is a monologue; it ain't a dialogue format. So, so now let's look at other components of the immune system. Uh, you have a Th1 or a Th2 response. Now, Th1, this is long-term cellular memory, where if you get exposed to a virus, you know, through your mucous membranes, then you mount all of these defenses and your immune system develops a memory aspect. So when you get exposed to the pathogen in the future, you're going to be able to mount a quicker defense so you won't get as sick. Now, you require a healthy gut flora. So can you see this? Now, we're looking at the skin. We're looking at the mucous membranes. We're looking at saliva tears, intestinal bacteria, all of the components of the immune system. So anything that damages those components are going to damage your response to the environment. Now we have the Th2 response. Now this is not for lifetime immunity. This is like an acute response to uh, a splinter or a wound. So now you have the chronic or, or the classic response, which is for long-term, that's a Th1 response, and the acute response, which is a Th2 response. Well, we also have an innate immune system that's, that's inherited. This is inherited by your ancestors. So if you have ancestors that are, were from, oh, northern Europe, then your ancestors survived the Black Plague, that's pretty cool. And so you're going to be taking that. Let's say your ancestors were in the jungles in Africa, malaria-filled swamps. Well, your ancestors would have developed sickle cell anemia. And so that sickle cell anemia and, um, would have been an adaptive response to keep you alive because malaria tends to not grow in people who have sickle cell. So you got this innate immune system given to you by your ancestors. Then you have the adaptive immune system. Now, this is based on physical, chemical, and emotional stress loads. Now, both of these have humoral and cellular components. Now, when we look at the different types of cells uh, in these immune systems, you've got natural killer cells, you've got T cells, B cells, and then you have memory cells. You have antibodies. Now, it's interesting that we know that antibodies, now it's a certain protein made by a type of white blood cells in response to um, a foreign object, and we can call those antigens. Now an antibody can bind only a specific antigen. Now some of these destroy the antigens or the, the invader uh, directly. Others just make it easier. They like mark it so that other white blood cells can get in there and destroy it. And then we have the inflammatory response. Now, inflammation is how the body heals. This is something I want you to own. When you hear inflammation, like inflammatory bowel disorders, um, uh, anytime you hear itis on the end of a word, that means inflammation. Inflammation is how the body heals. There's not some giant dragon named inflammation that's attacking you. Now, the reason inflammation is so vital 
uh, inflammation, it's actually sti stimulated by injured cells. So if you break a cell, histamines are released, and that initiates this inflammatory cascade. And this is why um, we're seeing a massive rise in acute inflammatory illnesses because that massive rise in those illnesses is directly related to um, our population continually being exposed to Th2 responses or acute inflammatory responses. And that's actually through the vaccination process as well as a lot of tissue damage that's occurring in our population. Now, when we look at um, phagocytes, and phago, phage means to eat, and cells are cells. So these are cells that eat other cells. Uh, macrophages, macro means big, so these are big cells that eat. So you get these antigens or path, pathogens that are inside the body, and they go in there and they destroy and attack antigens. Now, in fact, neutrophils, which, which are amazing, these are generally for bacterial infections. Um, lymphocytes are generally for vir viral infections. But the neutrophils actually produce this respiratory burst of hydrogen peroxide uh, that destroys foreign invaders. Uh, now, when, when we look at the cellular and humoral immunity, cell-mediated immunity does not involve antibodies. Now, it involves the action of the, the cells that eat, phagocytes, uh, antigen-specific cytotoxicity, um, so the T lymphocytes. So this means that if there's an antigen in there, this is where the cells get in there and attack it. Now, humoral immunity is the same thing as antibody-mediated immunity, which is it's, it's for which the protective function of the immunizations um, typically are found. So what I mean by that is when you're injecting a vaccine, they're actually looking for antibody responses to see if the vaccine's effective. Okay, so that's a rough overview on what the immune system is and its components. So let's just look at what the medical world thinks are the causes. And for this introductory talk, we're only going to look at rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, and lupus. Okay, so let's look at what the Mayo Clinic says. Rheumatoid arthritis is a chronic inflammatory disorder that affects um, more than just your joints. It can damage the skin, the eyes, the lungs, the heart, the blood vessels. And they say it's an autoimmune disorder that your immune system mistakenly attacks its own tissue. So let's think about this. Chronic inflammation. Remember, inflammation is not something attacking the body. Inflammation is something that damages the joint. So let's read this differently. So we have something that's damaging a variety of tissues, including your blood vessels, your heart, your lungs, your eyes, your skin. So this means that tissue is damaged. Uh, now, according to the CDC and causes rheumatoid arthritis are when the immune system attacks the synovial lining of the membranes around your joints. So let's read that differently. Okay, it literally means something is damaging the joints, not the immune system, something is damaging it. And eventually it destroys the cartilage and bone within the joint. So now, is this the cause of arthritis or the result of it? Now, when you look at, at the, what the Mayo Clinic says, 
doctors don't know what starts this process. Uh, and they even say that genes don't actually cause rheumatoid arthritis. There may be an infection, there may be viruses, there may be bacteria, something that triggers the disease. Well, let's look at, so we know there's tissue damage. So keep thinking this. There's some type of damage in the tissue. Now let's look at multiple sclerosis. Multiple sclerosis, still people don't know what, what's causing it. According to the National MS Society, uh, the cause of multiple sclerosis is still unknown. It says, yet unidentified environmental factor in a person who's genetically predisposed to respond. Now, think of it. Most of the time it occurs between 20 years old and 50 years old, and at least two to three times more women are diagnosed than men. And that's the same um, stat, that there's a lot more women with rheumatoid arthritis than men. What about lupus? Lupus, again, you're looking at 90% of the women or, or the individuals with this disease, lupus, are women. So why are women more predisposed to get this damaging um, tissue? Could it be that, that estrogen makes you more vulnerable to endocrine disruptors? Uh, you know, I'm just putting that out there because let's look at this. Now, the Mayo Clinic, when we're talking about lupus, because we're just looking at rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, and lupus. Um, the Mayo Clinic says potential triggers are sunlight exposure, infections, and medications, such as blood pressure medications, antibiotics, seizure medications. Oh, isn't that interesting? So infections, medications, and sunlight exposure. Well, there's a couple of theories on this, and let's, let's just take um, lupus for one. Now, they're now thinking that there's an antiphospholipid syndrome, and what this means is the phospholipid layer is a covering around each cell in the body, and, and this is interesting because this is around every cell. So if it's around every cell, could this be... Um, something that is damaging these fats, damaging this tissue. And the only way that they're going to identify if it's rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or something is because they haven't found the virus, fungus, or bacteria. They're looking at a positive RA factor or a negative RA factor. They're looking for some blood clue to find out what category to put this disease process in. Instead of looking at what is being attacked. So now the antiphospholipid syndrome means that um, uh, the, the covering around the outside of every cell is being damaged. Now the symptoms could be uh, deep vein thrombosis, miscarriages, stroke, TIAs, neurologic symptoms, cardiovascular symptoms. So if, since this is affecting a number of different um, people, it's 1 in 20 or 20% 20 of the population, 1 in 5 is going to get an autoimmune condition. Could this all be an immune system response to foreign phospholipids? Knowing that phospholipids surround every tissue or every cell in the body, that there's a bilayer um, uh, of phospholipids. Let's, let's look at this. Where are industrial phospholipids produced? 
Well, let's look at soy, canola oil, sunflower, chicken eggs, um, bovine growth hormone-laced milk, um, fish, eggs. I mean, this industrial phospholipids are found in food, nutrition, pharmaceutical products, cosmetics, drug delivery. So what's the whole point of these phospholipids? Phospholipids can be split to produce a number of different functions. Um, uh, they function as secondary messengers. So they're literally sending signals to the immune system. So now you're going to start thinking, hey, wait a second. So this isn't the body reacting crazy. It's a communication problem. So does this mean that MS, um, Parkinson's, fibromyalgia, where, where some of these tissues are actually being destroyed, um, could it be um, the, the environmental toxins that we're exposed to? Absolutely. I mean, we're looking at um, uh, the response to various stimuli and intervening processes, such as long-term depression and neurons. That's what the environmental phospholipids do. I mean, if you look at environment exposures, epigenetic changes, and the risk of lupus, let's just look at the Journal of Lupus. They say a dose-dependent combination of environmental exposures, estrogenic hormones, and genetic predisposition is thought to require for lupus to develop and flare. Uh, so look at this. Autoreactive cytotoxic pro-inflammatory cells are sufficient to cause a lupus-like autoimmunity in animal models. So a lupus-like, well, let's say, would that be the same as MS, has the same as rheumatoid arthritis, has the same as fibromyalgia, where these people have systemic inflammation? Because remember, autoreactive cytotoxic, poisonous to the cells, pro-inflammatory, this means that the cells are going to be damaged and create an inflammatory response. Uh, it, there's something that's damaging the body. So what kind of things are they suggesting? Well, they're saying lupus genes, along with estrogens and endocrine disruptors, uh, are in a dose-dependent fashion combined to cause lupus flares. So what, it, what is um, these endocrine disruptors? Well, what are hormones? Hormones are a way that the body communicates. In fact, there's two different ways the body can communicate through the nervous system, and we have the automatic nervous system, sympathetic and parasympathetic. Then we have the hormonal system, um, which is in the entire body. Now, we talked about hormones and endocrine disruptors uh, uh, two months ago. But let's just do a quick review. We've got the pineal gland, thyroid, parathyroid, stomach, pancreas, kidneys, testes, uterus, ovaries, adrenals, liver, thymus, pituit uh, uh, pituitary gland, hypothalamus. I mean, you've got all of these organs that are producing uh, communication materials, okay, hormones, which literally allow the body to communicate with the nervous system, the organs to communicate with other organs. Their communication... Um, uh, uh, materials. Now, there's two types. Let's look at water-soluble and fat-soluble. Uh, so, water-soluble um, dissolve in water, and they're usually formed from amino acids. Fat-solubles are formed in fats. Now, cholesterol is usually the most common one that they form from. Now, endocrine disruptors, which in interrupt this communication, 
are in food, personal care products, cosmetics, vaccines, pharmaceutical, pesticides, plastic, water, I mean everything. And in fact, there's no law in, in America that currently addresses all the endocrine disruptors that, um, uh, like an integrated framework. Uh, in fact, there's 87,000 chemicals that are in the endocrine disrupting screening program that the, the government still doesn't have the authority to regulate. So then we look at medications, and we're talking about cholesterol, antidepressants, beta blockers, diuretics, um, chemotherapy drugs like methotrexate, anti-inflammatories, contraceptives, antibiotics. I mean, when we look at this, all of these are interrupting the brain-to-body communication. And remember, these hormones, they serve as chemical messengers, uh, coordinating all the activities throughout the body. You're talking growth, metabolism, fertility, immune system, the altered behavior. Uh, before birth, they even guide the development of the brain and reproductive system. These hormones are how the body communicates. So let's say that you are exposed to BPA, estrogens, pesticides, um, or organic chlorine pesticides. What do you get? You get breast cancer, prostate cancer, endometriosis, infertility, metabolic syndrome, obesity, autoimmune disorders, asthma, heart disease, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, learning system. See, these are induced diseases. They're not autoimmune. This is the body being attacked by endocrine disruptors and tissue damage. And where are these from? You're talking fungicides, herbicides, insecticides, flavonoids, okay, in the food system. So we have to rethink how your body is doing. So how do you get rid of an autoimmune condition? Now, first, we're just going over, and this is the rough overview of how the immune system works. Your immune system responds correctly based on the stimulus. So what you have to do is realize that, that these diseases where the body is attacking itself doesn't exist. However, an interruption in the communication pathway between the hormonal system, the nervous system, and the body does happen. And what are those? They're called endocrine disruptors, and they're from physical, chemical, and emotional stress. You've got to deal with those. So first, knowing that the Th1 response is actually how the immune system works for long term, you've got to build your gut flora. This means an organic, plant-based diet right now. You have to have healthy fats. You know, coconut oil, olive oil, avocado oil, um, fermented veggies so you can build up the gut flora, probiotic supplements, okay, juiced vegetables to clean the arteries, blended fruits, raw dairy if you can find it, and reduce your omega-6s and increase your omega-3s. Look at berries has the greatest source of nutrients on the planet. Goji berries, wild blueberries, elderberries, blackberries. I mean, this is fantastic. So when we talk about your immune system and we talk about getting the proper nerve supply, why? Because that's communication between your body and the environment. 
getting rec regular exercise. Why? Because that moves lymph, and that, that is good for your immune system. Proper nutrition, that means if man makes it, you don't eat it. Organic, plant-based, and seasonal. Deep sleep every night in prayer and meditation. This month on the Extreme Health Academy, we're going to be covering autoimmune conditions. And uh, next weekend, we're going to have uh, a, a challenge. It's actually going to start, I think, on the 14th of this month, um, the extremehealthchallenge.com. And you're going to have a 14-day challenge to get on there and do, and it's free. And you're going to have a challenge every day to strengthen your normal immune system response. I mean, this is going to be fun. And I encourage you to get to our website at drjohnbergman, B-E-R-G-M-A-N. That's drjohnbergman.com so that you can get on and join our cruise. It's actually going to be really fun. We'll be hanging out um, from Friday, March 15th to Thursday, the 21st. We're arriving and, le and leaving from uh, Miami, Florida. And we're going to spend a couple of days in Cuba and a day in Cozumel. And we got a bunch of great speakers lined up. But the neat part, I mean, we're going to be teaching when we're just at sea. The cool part with the cruise, honest to goodness, is we get to hang out. I mean, we're going to be on the back deck looking out over the ocean, talking about life and joy and, and challenges and just the world in general. It's going to be a blast. So I encourage you to get there. We still have, I think, 15 cabins left. I know it's crazy to plan a vacation this soon. But just realize, your body is not attacking itself. That, that doesn't exist. That's insane. Your body being exposed to chemicals and the things that are disrupting that communication from the toxic, deficient environment does make sense. Trust in your body. You're a brilliant design. You're more energy than matter. You're designed in the image and likeness of God. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 